Hello, hello, precious humans, and welcome to the Leonie Dawson Refuses to be Categorized podcast. And today, I just want to do one big, long share about where I'm at, what I'm thinking about, what I'm creating, all that kind of good stuff. Writing and sharing these kinds of blog posts and podcasts always help me clear my head, and it's such a beautiful way to connect with you as well. So settle in with a cup of chai, my treasures. So I figured I'd start with the overarching theme of 2020, that old global pandemic thing. So my state, which is Queensland in Australia, has managed to almost completely contain it. We've only just had over a thousand cases in total, six deaths and six active cases. I really do feel ridiculously grateful to be living in such a safe place. And I'm so thankful that our state government has been so cautious. We've been out of lockdown for a few months now and things are slowly returning to normal. In Australia, state borders have been locked down for months in order to contain the spread within states and it does seem to be working. One Australian state, which is Victoria, had a second wave but went straight back into strict lockdown. I know it must have been bloody difficult for peeps living there, but they have been successful and managed to contain it again. And again, I really feel ridiculously lucky that this is the country that I'm in. Overall, my family and I do still err on the side of caution and we don't do a lot of things that other people might do. We also pulled our kids out of school earlier than the government mandated. We took them back to school later than everybody else, all at our doctor's recommendation. And it honestly can feel really hard when you're being cautious and it feels like others aren't. But we're just going to keep on doing what's right for us nonetheless. It does look unlikely that we'll need to go back into another lockdown because numbers are contained with current restrictions. And still, I wouldn't actually mind going back in. I know it's wildly privileged to be able to say that, but fuck me, did I love not having to leave the house. I did love the extra time with my kids. I loved how quiet it was all around us. I loved the baking and the gardening. I loved how it felt like we were living in a different era. I loved not being able to, not having to think about anyone but us. And I loved creating wacky shit like Salt, which is my erotic novella published under my pen name, Lola Lee, and my free quarantine planner as well. And I guess that's the thing about being a hermit. You really don't mind being forced to stay at home. And I know if it had gone longer, that would have been more or more difficult but it's just who we are and how we feel. And I think I might be raising homebodies as well. I remember during quarantine, my six-year-old would ask me, mom, are we going out today? I'd say, no, honey, we didn't go out yesterday. We're not going out today and we aren't going out tomorrow either. And Beth would be like, yay, I was hoping that you'd say that. I just have a lot of things to do at home today. I've got art to make and a game to play with Starry and I want to play on my bike. So my kids just finished their first full term of school, actually at school for the year. In term one, we pulled out six weeks into term or so because pandemic was beginning and our doctor recommended we do. And schools officially closed a few weeks after that. 
in term two, most of the term schools did online learning and we decided personally not to follow our school's online learning and homeschool in the way that we were used to and fit for us. Uh, and I mean, we homeschooled for three years before that. So we already knew what was going to work, what was going to burn us out, what was going to bum the kids out, what was going to bum us out and where true learning was going to happen. So we did it for us. And eventually schools went back onto campus for the last few weeks, but we held back again on our doctor's recommendation to see how the numbers went after afterwards. By term three, we were confident enough to send the kids to school for the term, but we pulled them out anytime there were school events that we didn't feel were COVID safe. And again, it can feel really hard being the overly cautious family, but I personally would prefer the regret of that than the regret of being sloppy and contracting COVID. Um, of course, like not everyone who con like contracts COVID is sloppy. What I'm saying is like, if there's something that I can do to prevent me from getting COVID, then I prefer to be doing that. So long-term readers may remember that a few years ago, I was horrifically ill for six months with what doctors later realized was most likely swine flu and that I should have been hospitalized with it. I was on endless antibiotics. I was tested for lung cancer and even tuberculosis. I remember my doctor going, this would be amazing if you do have tuberculosis because it's completely unheard of. Um, but my symptoms matched, you know, and I remember my husband standing over me with a furrowed brow and saying, I have never seen someone so sick before. I was bedridden with fevers. My limbs hurt. I found it hard to swallow and eat. I would wake up in large pools of sweat, so much so that after I recovered, we had to replace our mattress because my side was stained yellow from the fever sweats. And that all art went for six months and it felt like it took another 18 months after that for my body to recover. So having been there and smoked that absolute shit stick, I don't want to redo. I've already spent a lot of my life bedridden thanks to swine flu and having hyperemesis gravidarum with my pregnancies. And I just can't schedule in another six months of being bedridden. Of course, I can't know if COVID-19 would leave me incapacitated for that amount of time. I also can't know if I'd survive it either. So COVID, no thank you and kind regards. I'm just going to keep on being cautious. We've just had two weeks of school holidays before term four starts. At the school my kids go to, they start term four with a three-day camp. My eldest, Dari, who's now 10, is super excited to go. She went last year and had a glorious time. My youngest, Beth, who is six, will skip it this year and have an extra week of holidays with us. She's just not ready to be away from us. Plus, she's a sleepwalker. She does, however, have really big plans for herself. She wants to make art, read books with mummy, ride her books, ride her bike and listen to audiobooks. Having two weeks break has been glorious. I really do just love days upon days where we're all hanging out at home, going on little mini adventures together and living life in our own gentle rhythm. I'm also on my seventh day of the Fast 800 program. It's rewiring my brain and body in glorious ways. I'm noticing my taste buds are changing. I crave leafy greens and the small amount of fruit I have tastes very sweet. It's definitely not as hard as I was expecting it to be. I have three meals a day, which are way more nutritious than I usually would have. And I thought I was eating pretty well before. 
in the first four days, I lost four kilos. And I don't think I even lost that much when I jumped on that dumbass maple syrup, cayenne pepper and lemon juice master cleanse 15 years ago. All that made me do was shit my pants multiple times. <laughs> and Fast 800 really is a world away from that kind of dumbassery. My fridge is bursting at the seams bursting at the seams with vegetables and a little bit of protein. I'm feeling pretty groovy, really. Chris asked me today how long I'd do it for, and I really don't have an answer for that, just for as long as it feels right. In gardening news, quarantine changed me. I'm now developing a green thumb. I bought a veggie pod mid-quarantine after a water rat devastated my quarantine veggie garden. I had prolapsed my lumbar disc by the time it got delivered, however, so I had to wait for a few months in order to be able to set it up. I just got the okay to start lifting stuff again, and I immediately planted it out with spinach, kale, peas, cucumbers, and broccoli. I just need to plant some tomatoes, pumpkin, and silver beet, and that should cover most of our veggie needs, especially over summer. My kids were very excited today. They discovered a tomato plant and a pumpkin vine growing in our orchard. They'd sprouted spontaneously from where I'd buried some kitchen scraps some months ago. The water rats had previously dug down to eat all of those kitchen scraps as well, so I also bought myself a compost tumbler. I'm nearly at the point of having matured my first compost batch, and I am excited. I can't believe it. I love the ritual of going out to feed my compost multiple times a day. It gives me a moment to look at the sky and put my feet in the grass and marvel at all the microcosms at play decomposing my food scraps. Now, in terms of TV I've watched lately, Ted Lasso was a fucking joy to watch and I totally ship Roy and Keeley. I also had a minor sexual sexual realization in that I absolutely have a fucking type. So my husband, my love, is a very intense Scorpio. And the only blokes that on TV that I find attractive are the same kind of intense brooders, like Mr. Darcy from the original TV series with Colin Firth, because fuck the movie. I loved Nick from New Girl, even freaking Doc Martin. Brooding intensity equals hello, Leone Lady Boner. And that just makes me laugh so fucking much. Also, big fan of Long Way Up. We were rabid fans of Long Way Round and Long Way Down when they were aired around 15 years ago. And I'm thrilled the adventure is happening again. If you're not familiar with the series, it follows Ewan McGregor and his BFF Charlie Borman riding motorcycles on epic three-month-long quests around the world. This time, they're adding the extra intensity of attempting to ride through South America on electric motorbikes. If you haven't tried this doco series before, I highly recommend. It's exquisite and it's one of our very favorite things. So let's talk about my kidly winks. My kids are 10 and 6 now. How's that possible? But they are and it's a blessing to behold. I know I shared a lot about my kids in their early years. As they've gotten older and grown into their individual selves, I've naturally pulled back from sharing their stories or even many pictures of them publicly. I just want to give them space to be able to tell their own story how and if they wish. Starry is 10 and has a dry, ridiculously hilarious sense of humour, just like her papa bear. She's already started beating me at chess and she loves Minecraft and audiobooks. 
Beth is six and she is full of bounce and excitement. She tells me 53 billion times a day, Mama, I love you. She loves her trampoline, talking about animals and playing with her big sister. Both kids currently love art class and hate sports. And this makes me laugh. Can school preferences be genetic? Either way, they're fucking rad and I'm lucky to be their mama. So on the work front, I decided to close down my Get Shit Done Club. It was an absolute joy to do. I loved connecting with so many sweet souls every week to get work done. And I have to remember my own personal kryptonite. Having too much stuff consistently scheduled on my calendar kind of kills my creativity. And I'm always, always going to choose my creativity over all else. Being able to run with whatever random idea comes my way is one of my biggest joys and one of the biggest drivers in my business as well. So sometimes you need to make choices to stop things that you love in order to figure to focus on the things that you love the most. I also just started running a live round of 40 days to finish your book course this month. Creating and running courses is totally my jam and my flow, and I can't wait to see what books are created by the emerging authors. I'm also just reappearing out into the world after spending two months in the creative cave working on the 2020 goal workbooks and some new companion products for them. They are actually now out in the world. If you go to goalgetterbooks.com, you'll get to see all five new products that I'm releasing this year. Sales have already gone amazingly well and I haven't even really launched them properly. And then... Last Friday, I woke up not being able to see out of my eyes. One was completely swollen over and the other was just like, I just had the slightest bit of slit to be able to see through. I'd had an enormous allergic reaction and I had to head into emergency. Doctors still don't know what caused it and the swelling has slowly come down so that I can just see out of both my eyes. I had to stay in hospital until they worked out that it wasn't an anaphylactic reaction where it would cause issues with my breathing. Um, And then I was sent home with medication and it's continued to subside. It does feel wildly luxurious to now have two functioning eyes. Two! And I keep joking that I'm just allergic to 2020. (laughs) It's like funny, but not funny. In terms of what I think may have caused it, I don't know. Usually doctors don't, can't figure it out. It's only if it happens again that I might be able to work it out. I think it might have been a little bit, well, it could possibly be have like been in my diet change. I did eat a lot of cauliflower, which I usually don't eat. Um, but I also had kind of a decent collection of midgy bites, which are like a very small little insect. And I usually have no issues with insect bites. I rarely get bitten anyway. And when I do, it's not a big deal. But these were pretty welted. And I was just talking to my dad and he said that my grandmother, his mom, actually had significant allergic reactions to midgy bites. Um, and so much so they actually had to sell a farm they were on because it was it had too many midges and move away from the coast because she was too allergic to them. So I don't know, but I'm fascinated and it will be interesting to see if that happens next time. Let's find out. Anyway, 
I'm just here and I'm going to continue to turn up and create and share what's on my heart. Life is big and hard and full of adventures and up and downs. I just have to keep turning up and making my miracles happen anyway. So that's my big share. Check out goalgetterbooks.com. I'd love to hear what you think. And I hope you have an exquisite day wherever you are, however things are right now. I hope it is just magical for you. Ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da-ba. <laughs>